Hello and welcome to the Photographer Podcast. Now, there's a phrase you've not heard in a long time, or you've never heard it before. If you've never heard it before, there's a great chance to go back and listen to the first part of this recording. Now, both parts were made quite a long time ago, and we separated the podcast because it was a terribly long episode. Unfortunately, we had a little bit of a hiatus, so you're about to listen to the second part of my interviewing Tanya about her then-recent trip in India. Honestly, though, it's well worth doing what I've just done and going back and listening to the first part. I should also add that Tanya's new book, Life in 50mm, has actually come out since we recorded that, so if you're expecting her to mention the book, she's probably being reasonably modest at the time because the book wasn't on the shelves. Now, though, it's definitely time to go and have a look through Amazon Co. UK or .com or wherever you live for Life in 50mm by Tanya Nagar. Um, don't worry, you'll find more about it in the show notes. Anyway, right now we're about to dive in where we left off, just as I've been learning what sort of jobs you might get if you've been particularly unlucky in the caste you've been born into in India. Again, pop back and listen last time if you want to know more. Oh, one other quick note for the newbies. We do like to review images that we can see on our screens in front of us, but you'll need to check the show notes for. Don't worry, it's not too onerous, and the chat works just as well, I think. Um, Even if you're not listening to the images, you're finding out a lot about how a photographer's mind works. It's very, um, very extreme in India. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so moving on to a new photo. We're going black and white. Um, yeah, because it was, yeah, we're going to get flooded. <laughs> I was going to get around to one of my rants, and we need to avoid that. Um, about what? Me? Class system, that kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Well, let's, well let's, out of the field of photography. Let's not go. There are so many things we could debate that have nothing to do with photography. It's, this is a, a beautifully composed shot. We have a very serious-looking gentleman sat on steps. He looked, you know, wise and old on the left. Uh, and on the right, we see the back of a cow. And somewhere in between them, we see maybe the cow's contribution to the nearby landscape. Yeah. Uh, a liquid contribution, not, you know, the whole... Uh, the whole pat. Well, mind you, I'm not sure that is Oh, yeah, there, no, so yeah, you're, you're right, you're right. Yeah, you know, so I saw this scene, and what I actually noticed first with the flip-flop, so you've got one flip-flop on the ground floor, and they, so you've got steps again. Steps are a common theme. They're everywhere in Varanasi. That's... So there's one flip-flop on the floor, and then one on one of the steps, and that was actually the first thing I spotted. I thought, oh, that's, that's just That's actually really scene. interesting, yeah. Because and... that's, in, in of itself, you're like, well, why are those flip You know, why did someone abandon them there and like that? And in which direction were they going? Were they taking them off as they went towards the cow urine? Yeah, I mean, or... there's definitely a story there with the flip-flops. And then you've got this man that's kind of sat there stoically looking into the sort of distance. And then you've got this cow that is just doing its thing um, on the right-hand side. And above that, you've got... I don't actually know what that is. I think it's... I think it's an animal. It is. It's, it's some kind of... I think it's a dog. It's a sleeping dog. Um, which I hadn't noticed at the time, but I had noticed this. So a guy on the left-hand side sat on the top step. Again, anonymized. You can't see his face. You just see his legs and his arms. And the same thing with another guy sat on the other side on top of the cow, um, cross-legged. And again, anonymized. You can't see his face because I've cut cut it off. Um, so just the scene as a whole, I just liked it. I just liked the I like the balance. The I like the way there's so much going on in the background, but mm. we... Yeah, you've sort of dispensed with it. So we just see 
him wearing white and the cow being dark as well. There's something really, there's something striking about that. Yeah, and in black and white, it's the first time I've actually shot in black and white in India because there's so much colour everywhere. I've never really felt compelled to shoot black and white. Um, in general, I prefer colours of black and white. But um, I, I felt like I wanted to come out of my comfort zone, capture... Uh, you know, black and white. So you were great... thinking of it. It's a shameful admission. I was looking at that thinking, I, I assume that was turned to black and white in processing. Oh, because absolutely that's not. exactly is, how I think about everything. This then. is black and white film. Um, absolutely love this film. It's Ilford XP2. So it's C41 film, which essentially means that it's processed in the same way as colour film. So it's easier, basically. You just take it to a, a photo lab and get it developed as you would any colour film. It just has gorgeous tones to it. I absolutely love this. And I haven't shot shot with this film for a while. So for me, it was... Um, I was really, really keen and eager to get the pictures back. And yeah, it didn't disappoint, really. The tones are there. Um, and yeah, I... Yeah, no, it's great. See, I, I mistook the lower flip-flop for a snake. Oh, did you at know? First, no, at, at very first glance. I've seen snakes in India, but either. not in Varanasi. Uh, that would have been pretty terrifying. But um, yeah, Okay, let's, let's, let's do one more and then... Um, right, so... This is, this is clearly going to be worth looking through on another occasion as well. Take your pick. Okay, um, or maybe two more. Okay, now let's be really quick then. Let's just have a quick skim through some of these others and you can just tell us the scene. Um, so I'd, li I'd like to know that because that looks... I mean, when someone says they're travelling, um, you know, this this one smacks a bit of religion. It looks a little like... slightly classical with the... Is he a, a monk? Yeah, bit, yeah. yeah. So but place, but with a trash can. Yeah. So this is in a place um, called Bodgaya, which um, I learnt is... One of the, well, the holiest place in Buddhism, which I didn't know before. Um, it's about a four-hour drive from Varanasi. It's so it you'll find Buddhists everywhere here. It's a very peaceful place. Um, I mean, you, you you can look this up. It's, it's there's a whole history here, a very rich history um, related to Buddhism and. This particular place is the holiest, the holiest place in, in, in Buddhism. So this building, there's, there's a tree there um, and people are worshipping this tree. Um, she's actually, fa so this, this monk is actually facing um, what you can't see in this frame. She sat on the, she sat on the grass facing um, a statue. The statue's off, uh, it's actually not in the frame, so it looks like she's facing a dustbin instead yeah, in, um, in the corner it's that i mean that's really it's really fun because she's also because she's looking down not presumably up at the wall where maybe the statue uh, is that f an offering of flowers but like next to a bottle of drink as well yeah so she's got so, a handbag there she's dressed as a, as a monk in in red um and she do you say yes that's a she because i took that to be a, a young boy mm. with a shaved head and i believe it's a she from what i um from what I gathered there, I mean, now that I'm looking at it. Oh yeah, no, very. Um, oh. I am now in two minds about. No, now you're in two minds. I, I, I'm in two minds too, if you like, because I'm thinking of. Oh, name the actress in *V for Vendetta*. 
Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, yeah. She has got a Natalie... Well, I'm assuming this is a she. I, I now am questioning um, if that is true or not. So I'm learning something new about my own uh, photo here, but I believe it's a she. <laughs> and um, it, was, it was just a lovely scene to me. You know, she's praying. She's in a zone... It's a great building. Um, you know, there are flowers kind of laid out in plates um, on the side of, of this kind of building. It just, it, you know, it's, the colours there and the texture of the wall. Yeah, you've got texture and shade and you framed it in a way that I, I think that no tourist would... A tourist would go behind her and look at the statue, I'm sure, or not. Yeah. But I, I instinctively feel like... Yeah, like, and I, you know what? It, I actually thought of Steve McCurry when I took this, um, who is my photographic idol. Um, you know, fantastic, uh, it, you know, for me, best photographer out there. He's just inspired me so much, you know, shoots in colour and he captures India in a way that it, it just resonates so much with me. And I was conscious, because um, he's, he's taken photos of um, monks in India. And as soon as I saw her, it reminded me, and I haven't quite, I haven't gone back and, and found the photo that he's taken, but something about the scene reminded me of him. And I just stood there and thought, I've got to capture this in some way. It was very quick because I didn't want her to notice me. Um, and, and I just quickly sort of snapped it. But I was conscious that I wasn't, I wasn't capturing what she was actually praying at, if that makes sense. So she well, strategically placed yeah. herself where she is because she's facing... Um, something that's really important, um, which is not in the frame. So no, but then she's right next to the wall, isn't she? Mm. She's not in the sort of in the. She's so she is. You, you, I think you. You're showing how discreet she's being, for want of a better word. Mm. Um, it's not a sort of grand praying gesture or anything like that. Or it's you know. No, now that I'm looking at this, um, I'm not even sure that is a dustbin. That could be a donation box. I'm not uh, entirely. I actually don't know, but it looks like it. It looks like a dustbin. I, I actually have no idea what that is. But the colours, the blue, um, again, you know, rich, rich colours in India everywhere. Blue um, mixed plastics. Yeah. <laughs> um, not, just drew me in. Okay, so now we have a gang of. Well, it looks like four guys, but then we can see a fifth, sixth, and. Perhaps seventh hiding behind them who are a little camera shy. Six, seven, eight. I think there are yeah, eight of them. Eight? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven, seven. I clearly can't count. Okay, so obviously um, the second tallest chap, very proud of his bike, by the tree, big smile. Maybe his bike, maybe one he's recently acquired, who knows. Um, Sorry, I don't know. They look like they've been inspired by some 80s movie. Yeah, it does have a very 80s feel to it now that I'm really sort of looking at it. Um, they, I mean, these kids, you know, rowdy kids in the street. This was in Bodgear as well. Um, I couldn't understand what they were saying. There's a slightly different dialect uh, that they were speaking. It might have been Hindi, but Hindi varies from region to region. Obviously, India is huge. Um, so I couldn't understand what they were saying, but they were kind of, you know, very loud brash you know boy you know boys would be boys right you know a bunch of sort of lads um chatting away uh, just in the middle of the street i just found them fascinating you know i love their dress sense um, so do you 
hold up the camera to them or do you like say hi and then hold up? you know you've obviously got a camera with you or... yeah I didn't communicate with them didn't I didn't know um I just but they're looking right at the left yeah so I made myself known to them I mean I couldn't avoid that in India you know you're walking around with a camera Bodgay doesn't have too many tourists in I mean they they have a lot of pilgrims um but there weren't many tourists I didn't notice people walking around with cameras yeah, I guess pilgrims and tourists, you think in a way they're similar, but they are like different, aren't they? Pilgrims got something on their mind a where agenda. they're not, yeah, they're unlikely to be brandishing a camera. Completely different agenda. Um, so yeah, they, I mean, they noticed me, I noticed them, and I thought this would be a great, just a great image, um, capture some of the local, um, local kids, and they just naturally posed that way when I lifted up my camera. So I, I, I'm sure I smiled at them as I do with um, most people. They're smiling back, um, clearly have no issues being photographed whatsoever. And yeah, it's just, it's a pose and I, I liked it. And, I just and, and liked a full how... array of two finger gestures in yeah. either direction. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I... No, I love it. Um, and obviously it's a, the film has struggled to deal with the light, mm. uh, which, but it's, you know, you've got background detail and foreground detail with, you know, with darker skin, which is a challenge. Yeah, I think I use the Leica for this as well. And, you know, it's a challenge. When you want to... Sma- you know, you're shooting manually at this point with, with the Leica M6 and you've got to expose, you've got to focus, um, you know, you've got to get it all right in the space of, you know, a blink of an eye. Otherwise, you've lost the moment. So, you know, it is... Do you have you- a sort of mental rule you fall back on? Or, I mean, you leave the... Is think the camera just goes... left on something that you know will probably be fine? If you you can prepare, yeah. so you can definitely get the exposure right, knowing that in that particular light, you'll hopefully capture, um, you, you hopefully get the exposure right, and you know on the skin tone. But it's not always as straightforward as that. You know the, the focus, etc. That that is just you just have to do it in the moment. Because um, you don't know how far necessarily you know your subjects are going to be, um, there may not be a chance to move closer or, or whatever. You just got to yeah. act in the moment. So often you can get the focus quite wrong. Um, on this particular trip, I was pretty much nailing every every image with the focus. Which you know, I look back in you know the film, think you know it surprised me in a way that the focus was pretty much bang on for a lot of the, a lot of these candid moments. Um, yeah, the light—the light's not perfect. Uh, the exposure's not perfect. With a bit of Photoshop, I guess I could fix that, but I—I I didn't want to do that. So this is straight from the straight. Yeah, no editing whatsoever, which is, which you know, I, I kind of like it that way. Just—it's just how it comes out on you know from the film. I think one of the guys is wearing Iron Maiden shirt as well. Um, I don't know if it's this guy at the front here, but I love that as well. That kind of captured my attention. I thought, oh, you know. Bit of a rock, I don't know if he's a rock fan or not, but you know, Iron Maiden, I mean, a tiny village yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Um, and then you've got a guy with an Adidas t shirt on, you know, there's a lot of brands going on in this, uh, which I kind of like as well because it's sort of universal, you know, kids trying to be cool, and I think they look pretty cool, yeah, yeah no, I think they I, look I, pretty, pretty cool. Um, I didn't have a conversation with them, I would have loved to have, um, but this was just a, again a snapshot, and then we just sort of they went in their they, direction, I went in mine, cool. And that, yeah, no one felt uncomfortable, which is good. Okay, so this one, I, um, when you had the thumbnails up, on, it's just, they, you know, they reflect each other, don't they? With the, um, there's a symmetry, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, in the background, you've also got um, a diagonal line. Um, 
So uh, we've got our river on the left. It feels like you've waited for the good moment here. No, no. not at all. This was completely candid. Completely Just where candid. the boat should be. I would. I could have done without the the two guys in the background here. Yeah, um, but yeah, all right. Yeah, but unfortunately, yeah. I couldn't tell them to move out of the way because it was a completely candid shot. So these two kids were walking down. Um, they're selling um, plates of flowers, which are religious. So people, you know, as blessings, they will light a candle in the middle of this plate of flowers, and they'll immerse it in the river, and just let it float away. So that's what they're doing. They're working, um, and they just go up and down the river, uh, the banks of the river, just hoping to sell these. Um, so you can see the baskets that they're holding. You see the flowers in there. Um, they've, they've sold quite a few, not many left, um, and they were just walking towards me. So as they were walking towards me, trying to work out if you were going to buy some flowers. Yeah, and I did actually. Um, I mean, they're kids. Look at them. They they can't be older than what eight, nine. Maybe the girl might be yeah. ten tops the boy looks really young and it's not that i felt sorry for them you know this too is young like, to have cool friends with motorbikes too yeah too cool to have uh friends like like the guys we just talked about um <laughs> i did i did give them some money i can't actually remember now if i uh, no i do remember um i didn't need the flowers i wasn't interested in lighting them and putting them in the river so um i just gave them money Fair enough. And I just said, keep the flowers, because um, they tried to offload their flowers on me, <laughs> and I, I just didn't take them. Um, but no, they, they were just walking towards me. I lifted up my camera, just focused. Um, they didn't stop walking until, I guess, the barrier had gone up, because I lifted up my camera. So they continued walking until it was very obvious I was trying to get a picture of them. And then they just spontaneously stopped. Um, there was no communication. They just stopped That's and posed. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so that is uh, completely unposed and uh, completely candid. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to work. His expression is a little less... I think he's trying to be cool. I think yeah, he's he is. To... Exactly. He wants to be cool. He's not He's not going <laughs> to... He's going to sell a lot more of those before he gets a motorbike. Whereas, yeah, she's just quite open, isn't she? Yeah, she's such a, again, a sweet kind of... Um, like you said, open, I think, is the perfect word for it. She's just embracing it and just smiling, and it's a very um, friendly, approachable kind of look, whereas the guy is trying to be all cool, like, hey, I'm the, I'm the cool dude. Um, I'm eight, but I definitely look 16 and moody. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But no, I, I mean, again, the colours are so striking for me. You know, his jumper is yellow, yeah. green, red. Well, uh, the jumpers in general look, so it feel... Because th- that light, I don't know how warm it really is, but the light makes it look like it's really hot. It wasn't uh, cold. It, it wasn't. I mean, for me, obviously coming from England, um, for me that was I'm pretty sure I, I didn't wear a jumper the entire time I was there. It would have been about twenty five, twenty six degrees. So for us, that's summer. Uh, for them, that's winter. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's very cool. So it's the end of November. So I've now finally conceded to wearing a jumper. But yeah. That, yeah. That... Again, sunset, sun setting or about to set. That golden light. Unfortunately, he's in the shadows a little bit there, but um, unedited. And again, I just loved the characters. You know, for me, it's all about the people. You know, I call them subjects. You know, they're not subjects. They are people. Um, they're not subjects until you're royalty. Until you're royalty, yeah. Um, they are, you know, people getting on with their lives. That's what they do day in, day out. And 
it's a very different world to, to what I'm used to. So that's what I was hoping to capture. Cool. Next. Sorry. I'm also conscious the little battery is running out. <laughs> Should we do that one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the last one anyway. Yeah. That I think it is. And also because it's quite a different look from compared to... Mm. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a bird. That's a bird. Two birds. Two birds. Mm. Right. But it looks... At first glance, it looks like the reflection's the wrong place. Mm. So we're looking at sunset over the river, uh, a bird at the bottom left of the shots, and and then another bird just above the horizon, and the horizon is almost centred. Um, and a bridge? A bridge. I like I like bridges. Um, yeah, so it's, that's, it's a really look twice shot, isn't it? Yeah, and again, it's on film. This was in a place called um, Alabad, which is uh, another very holy place in India. And somehow, you know, I'm not religious, but I'm somehow drawn to these religious places because I just find they've got so much atmosphere and you can really feel the faith in the air. Um, so this place is uh, where three rivers come together. And I mean, again, there's a whole sort of story, mythology, whatever you want to call it behind it, but um, it's very significant for many, many um, Hindus. So I took a boat ride out. Um, the sun was setting again, common theme in my photos, uh, the light going down or up. Um, and it was just pure, I mean, birds, you know, I love capturing, you know, sunsets in general, I don't think you can ever get bored of them. There's something about reflections on water, that's just nice, you know, there's something very pleasant to look at, kind of feel good. Um, yeah. But, you know, combined with birds and sort of so in the background. I mean, were there or, a lot of birds case, around? Or? There were a lot of birds okay, so around. You, so you sort of laid and wait until there was a bird? In Not, no, actually. So um, I was hoping to get more birds and unfortunately I only managed to capture two, but I kind of liked how it worked. So you've got... Oh, I, I think blurred. it's the, the two and the... the, the and no, the blurring for me the blurring helps because mm. it's sort of we're looking at a um, like a, a fairly standard landscape scene, and then there's something that we have to puzzle over for a second. As yeah, a viewer. it's quite abstract. It is quite abstract, um, but I think the birds really make this picture. Um, you know, they're in the foregrounds, so they're blurred out. Um, the, the one at the top doesn't even look like a bird. It kind of looks like a random object that shouldn't be there it's, it's bizarre it doesn't look like a bird yeah, to me I wonder if someone had like thrown some litter or something yeah no, it's, it, it was a bird it, they, they're both just sort of mid-flight and just right timing I guess um, I was I was conscious they were there but I had no idea it would turn out this way and of course you can't you can't check until you've got your film yeah. uh, developed and, and processed etc so yeah I, it was just a scene that I liked um, and for me it's not your stereo typical scene of a sunset because of the birds and and the light is that the haze or is that yeah there's a lot of pollution um so whether it's haze pollution it's not completely unlike london there <laughs> there are definitely similarities there but no, the pollution there is um is is pretty bad and there's often sort of this haze to the sunset which i think kind of adds to it as well it kind of gives it that yeah. 
that feel again that atmosphere um for me really comes out in this yeah no i mean yeah i obviously it's the birds that make it though i think mm, and the texture of the water as well the sort of ripples yeah which um, are much more inviting than the sky aren't they they're yeah. nicer mm. on the yeah, I almost wish that I got more of the water in it and not scented it as much now that I'm looking at it. Because um, I feel like the water is a really interesting part. It almost looks like a painting. Um, whereas the sky is it's pretty dull, actually. But, you know, with, with these things, again, with, you know, crop candid... It. Cheat. Hmm? Cheat, crop it. Cheat, crop it. I couldn't do that. I can't, I can't bring myself to crop my pictures. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it works for me. I think being there on the river taken in the atmosphere for me this was just a defining moment of that of that particular day um, and I think it kind of works and the film adds that extra level of character and texture to it that I don't think digital could have um, brought out to be honest I think, well I mean there's, there's, there's truth in that isn't there I, I've noticed one of the things that some digital uh, you, like some brands of digital camera user now target other brands by saying oh we don't like the um, the texture of the grain, like the noise, not mm. the grain because there isn't grain, but they um, in failing attempts to say anything else because all cameras are heading towards a certain you know similarity. The last thing they cling to is their manufacturer's texture of no- noise, not rather than grain. Whereas this really does look like it's shot on film. Actual, it's, yeah, it's and then you know there's, there are some things you just can't simulate on digital. You know, no. even with you know heck of a lot of photoshop is you know with instagram and you know people using filters across their images you still i for me with my kind of vision i can't you know it's very easy for me to to see if something's film or digital there's a certain quality behind the images um almost sort of depth in the in the image that digital can't quite capture there is there is that difference there digital for me is just more flat even in terms of the colors um i mean do you think that if you turn the white balance off on a digital camera you'd be heading towards it i've never tried i've never i've never really tried to get that because that's a big difference isn't it Uh, with the with film they had to guess on the white Mm. balance or you have to pick one to match your circumstances Whereas digital cameras, because they're pretty smart at mm. getting it, have a habit of making things look clinically. Too, yeah, yeah. that's a very good way of putting it, clinically as well. I mean, I've shot digital manually um, as well, and it's I've never quite got the same the fact. same feel um, as film has. But yeah, I could go on about film for hours and hours um, and bore everyone with why I think film is amazing. <laughs> Okay, I, I think um, the thing is, I could look, I could look at these for rather longer, but there's a little battery marker in the corner of the screen we're using um, that suggests we should leave. The fact that the building is being gently powered down around us is suggesting we should leave as well. So thank you for tuning in. Um, we're sorry we were gone for so long, and hopefully you'll hear from us again. Definitely. Hi, I really hope that edit was tolerable. And um, I'm a little worried that I sound a bit younger in that recording. Admittedly, a bit of time has passed, but I wouldn't have thought that had happened. Maybe I'm just not feeling my best this winter.
Speaking of winter, if you want to give anyone a lovely present, including yourself, then check out Life in 50mm on Amazon, or you'll find a link in our show notes. And of course, just following us on social media will be much appreciated. Again, links in the show notes. Until next time, be well. Thank you.